Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. Welcome to episode number six of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Here we go. That's right. Here we go. Episode number six of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Everybody, thank you for listening. I looked at the uh, reviews and some of the ratings that you guys put up, and you are all far too freaking kind. I love it. Everybody, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you leaving us a rating and review, following, streaming, whatever you do, subscribing. I don't care what it is, but know that I appreciate it greatly. And we're going to continue to pump out the best content that we can every day. That's what Flyers Daily is all about. Here's your Sunday edition, episode number six. And man, what a night against the Colorado Avalanche. The Flyers, of course, came back from the break against the Penguins and got a point lost in overtime. And it was funny because Sean Couturier with a turnover in overtime against the Pittsburgh Penguins and against Colorado on Saturday night was just an absolute monster. I don't think that so many fans in this city, I know a lot of people listening to this, are very astute, smart hockey fans. And they realize the little things that Sean Couturier does. And if you watch the patience with which he plays offensively, and you saw it on full display, a great pass to Joel Farabee as Farabee's darting to the far post uh, for his first goal of the game. And then the patience with Couturier, he's got the puck in between the circles in what is would be termed as a high-danger scoring area. But he peels away and just delivers a perfect puck to Farabee for his second goal. And Farabee just deposits it right in the empty net, basically, behind Philip Grubauer. Those plays that Couturier is making on the regular, on a regular basis. Did I just say on the regular? What a freaking dork I am. Um, but anyway, it are, are unbelievable. Now, those plays offensively were great from Couturier, and we're going to hear from him. I had a chance to speak with him post game after the Colorado game, and I'll give you that interview coming up here in just a couple of moments. Now, those players, those plays are great offensively, and he had three assists on the night. Farabee, two goals. Voracek on the score sheet. That line is humming. But the more impressive thing, perhaps, for me, is how good he was defensively in the game. You're talking about a Hart Trophy nominee in Nathan McKinnon. 72 points coming into the game. And he shut him down. Five on five, he shut that line down. Now, Miko Rantanen ended up on the score sheet uh, with a power play goal, as did Burakovsky. But five on five, when you're plus and not net negative against that line in the NHL, Man, you are doing something right. And Couturier seems to do it night in and night out. He gets the toughest assignments from the opponent every night. And he is just a tremendous player. Now, I get he's not like uh, the most exciting player in the league. He doesn't fly up and down the ice like McDavid or McKinnon or Jack Eichel. But, man, is he so freaking phenomenal right now. And I saw somebody tweet in, and I'm going to get to some tweets in this episode as well, uh, about Sean Couturier that – the torch is being handed to him and it's becoming his team. Um, well, I agree with that. I do. And he's a good leader for this team, too. And he's been around for a while now. I mean, it's hard to believe he's been in the league as long as he has. But he is, as I've termed him the last two years, maybe not the Flyers' most best player or most skilled player, 
but he's their most important player. Now, the goalie's always important, and you know how I feel about goalies. Huge. It's the most important position in sports, and don't give me that quarterback BS. I don't need to hear it because the quarterback leaves the field to play. The goalie never does. And by the way, good game by Alex Lyon tonight. The goalie's always important. And a number one D-man like Ivan Provorov, always important. But the most important player for the Flyers right now is Sean Couturier because he gives it to you offensively. He plays the 200-foot game. He shuts down other lines, other teams' top lines. Just tremendous play by him tonight. And Farabee now with a five-game point streak on that line as well. I mean, he is playing unbelievable hockey. Jake Voracek is some, playing some of the best hockey I've seen in the last couple of years. And I'll tell you who else I was impressed with tonight. Maybe a lot of people aren't talking about him. was Phil Myers. The skating ability of Phil Myers and his ability to jump into a play, but then also get back because of his skating ability is so tremendous. And what a find he has been for this team. But nonetheless, uh, we'll give you that Sean Couturier interview coming up in just a couple of minutes. Let's just go through the game real quick from uh, against Colorado. And they come out of the first period up two to nothing in this game. They get a late power play goal uh, in that first period. First, the first goal comes from Matt Niskanen, and then the second one, that Kevin Hayes goal. And and what a sweet ass apple from James Van Riemsdyk. Great patience on the play, and he's done a real good job lately of two things. One being way more physical. I had a chance to ask him that after the first period, and I talked to him about it last week before the break against the Penguins. You know, he's out there banging, and it's creating more space for him. And i tell you what else it's doing, because you can see it on his face. He's having more fun. But he gives Kevin Hayes just a beauty of a pass, and Hayes deflects that in, and that puts the Flyers up two to nothing. You knew you knew that Colorado would have pushback. They did. They made it a one goal game, um, but then Farabee comes back, makes it a two goal game. They make it a one goal game again with Rantanen's power play goal. But then the Flyers get another goal from Farabee to make it four to two. Burakovsky makes it interesting in a one goal game again. But then Kevin Hayes shorthanded. We, I got to do an entire episode coming up this week on Kevin Hayes because. <laughs> I mean, you can look at that contract and you can look at point production, but if you're looking at just that and not what he gives you from a penalty-killing perspective, what he gives you in that locker room, and I want to shed some light on that. I'm going to talk to a couple of players, and I'll get a couple of people here on Flyers Daily to talk about the presence of Kevin Hayes in the locker room. I called him tonight with some people behind the scenes while they were playing. I said, he's like a fraternity party. He's, you always know when he's in the room. He's a big, boisterous guy, and he's just like the life of the party. So maybe my nickname for Kevin Hayes won't be Hazy. It's going to be Fratty or Frat, <laughs> fraternity guy, because he's just the life of the party and keeps everything loose. But the Flyers get a huge win against a really good team in the Colorado Avalanche. They'll take the two points. And what do those two points do? Well, they put them right back into the playoff picture because of what went down tonight in the NHL. Um, there was a lot of games tonight, a lot of the teams in action that the Flyers are battling with, including um, the Columbus Blue Jackets, who lost but got a point. But So the Flyers and Blue Jackets, through 52 games played, each have 63 points. Toronto's got 63, and with their win over Ottawa, they jump into the third spot in the Atlantic Division, and that bumps out the Florida Panthers out of the playoff picture. But Florida has two games at hand. They have 61 points, as do the Carolina Hurricanes, who have one game in hand on the Flyers and 61 points as well. So very interesting stuff here. And, you know, the Flyers get back into that playoff mix. They'll go to Detroit on Monday. One of the things we talked about as well, they got to be better on the road. What better place to do it than in Detroit? Detroit stinks. Detroit doesn't stink, I'm sorry. Detroit sucks. Put it this way, the New Jersey Devils 
through 51 games have 45 points. Through 53 games, the Detroit Red Wings have 28 points. 28 points. The only team, the next closest team to them is the Los Angeles King with 43 points. That's how far behind they are. They have a home record of 18-7-2. They've won four games in regulation on the road all season. They played 53 games and have 12 total wins. Steve Eiserman's got his work cut out for him there. He'll get it done. It's going to take some time, though. Detroit on Monday for the Philadelphia Flyers. But before before we go any further here, let's get to uh, had a chance to talk to Sean Couturier. Now, let me just take you behind the scenes real quick because I, I had Sean Couturier come in in between the second and third period for an off-ice interview. And my bad. It was my bad because he was out there killing a penalty leading into that intermission. So he came in and I asked him a question and I could tell he was totally gassed. He couldn't get air. And when you can't get air like that, being interviewed and trying to answer questions is very difficult. And you almost feel like you're going to pass out because you can't get air and you're trying to talk at the same time. So I just, after one question, I said, dude, you go. I know you're gassed. I'll talk to you later. So I got him post game and sat down with Sean Couturier. And here's what the conversation sounded like. Joining us right now on the post game show, Flyers Center, Sean Couturier. Uh, only three points tonight. Not a bad night, Coots. Uh, you're feeling pretty good right now, aren't you? Yeah, feeling, uh, feeling good. Uh, it was tough. Tough performance last night. That was important to respond well. Um, you know, first period I didn't think we we played that great, but as as the game went on, uh, we uh, we played some better hockey, and you know, we got the big two points here. Everybody always talks about the game slowing down for him. The game looks like the way you're playing it right now that it's really slowed down for you. Your patience in making plays and seeing the ice is something that maybe is this. A, do you feel like it's at the 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 height of your career right now? Because you're playmaking more than than ever now. Like the pass to Farabee for your second assist was tremendous, and even the third, the patience in the slot. Yeah, obviously I'm feeling pretty good. I, I, think, I still think I can, you know, always get better. But um, I think you know credit to to, to Farabee there going to net hard. Um, you know, finding these these scoring areas just makes it easier to you know find them and. Uh, yeah, it's just fun playing with him. He's he's a smart player, and we can't forget Jake as well. He's uh, he's a heck of a player. So uh, I think as a line, we're uh, you know we're clicking right now, and we gotta build on that. Does he want to keep it a guy like Farabee playing with you? Keep it real simple. Like like he just took a beeline for that far post, and you got him the puck. Is it, is it for him and a young player like that? He's got a five game point streak right now too, by the way. But is it for him just keep it simple, drive the net, go to those areas, and you're gonna get it to him. Well, I, I think that you know sometimes you 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 overthink the game. You try to you know play play out of out of context. And uh, I think as a young player, when when you keep it simple and you make sure you're responsible both ways of the ice, um, good things usually happen. You create your own chances. And I think he's that type of player where he's he's really smart and um, you know pretty responsible too for for his age. And um, you know, we're just you know we're just seeing the, the start of him. He's he's going to be a heck of a player. You your lines all over the score sheet tonight. You had the three assists. He had the two goals. Jake ends up on the score sheet as well. But the one thing that doesn't show up on the score sheet per se is that their top line doesn't show up on the score sheet at five on five. You guys did a real good job against a really difficult opponent tonight. And guys like Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton. I know he got the power play goal, but five on five. How did you guys approach shutting them down and that speed that they possess? Yeah, well, you you don't want to let them gain that speed when they have the puck. Uh, I think it's important to be quick on them, fast on them, uh, not give them time and space. Um, I thought in the first we we didn't do so much of a good job. They 
they created a lot, a lot of chances, but uh, Alex, you know, bailed us out, made some big saves early, and uh, you know we got out of the first with with the lead, and um, you know he was a big part of it. And uh, I think after that we kind of we were better, we were you know um, stronger on pucks, you know quicker quicker on them, leaving them less time and space, and. Um, yeah, Alex made made some big saves when when we needed him to. Uh, we're talking with Sean Couture. Talk about what that does when your goalie's back there. Now you're, this is your third goalie because Carter's out and uh, Brian Elliott played last night. But he comes in and he gives you some big saves. That lets you guys play free of mind, knowing that he's bailed you out a couple of times, and you don't have to just protect the house, and you can still be offensive in the game. Yeah, he's. Uh... I think I think he's 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 a battler in there. He's he's a fighter. He he challenges a lot of pucks. Um, he's really good. I think at making you know the first save, and and I think it's 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 important for D's and, and low forwards to kind of help out and get on those rebounds. And um, you know as long as you know your your goalie's making that first save, uh, you know it's uh, it makes everything easier for for everyone. Uh, you guys know the situation in the standings, and and the two points tonight has pole vaulted you up into wild card number two. Maybe that's temporary. Who knows? We'll see how it plays out. But uh, getting points at this time of season for you guys is paramount. You get one last night you get a three of a possible four in that home and home albeit around the all-star break with pittsburgh but to get this win in a back-to-back tonight when they came in rested they hadn't played a game yet that's a good situation for you guys yeah well i think it was it was important to you know come out strong uh i mean we know how it is when when you have an extended break uh execution isn't always on point and um you know in the first let's be honest they were they were all over us and uh we weren't that good but um, their execution probably wasn't at their best, and Alex made some big saves. But uh, you no, know, as the game went on, we, it was important for us to have a better second and third period. And I thought we responded well, and we found a way to, you know, um, get get two points. Last thing for you: Did you feel a little bit of that rustiness, like where the hands aren't in sync with the feet when you come back from a break like that? You guys had the one practice, but it is tough when you've been off for an extended period of time. Yeah, it's 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 always you fight it a little it's, bit. It's always tough to kind of get into that game shape um you know you can you can work out away from the rink and and try to stay in shape but it's never the same as as not a game game situation where you got to execute and be sharp all the time um you know last night um it was it was i think it was a battle on both sides you saw the the shots in the first i think it was three three last night so the execution wasn't great but um you know i think it's it's important to just keep it simple um you know kind of build uh, every shift and and uh, you know just the, the game's going to come easier as, as it goes well a very diligent game from you tonight doing uh, at both ends of the ice uh, thanks for doing this good luck coming up on Monday enjoy the Super Bowl in Detroit of all places yeah thank you alright there you go Flyers forward Sean Couturier post game after the Flyers beat the Colorado Avalanche 6-3 to at the Wells Fargo Center now one of the other angles here I want to talk about is the, the, the opponents that they've beaten since they got back from that West Coast trip around the holidays. Now, they ended that trip in Carolina on January 7th. So here are the teams that they've played against in that time. Washington, they got a win. One of the top teams in the – actually, the top team in the NHL. They lost to Tampa Bay one nothing on a fluke goal, but nonetheless, they lost. Okay, so one and one um, Then they go – they get Boston. They're down 5-2 to two in the game. They come all the way back. They tie it. They go to overtime, a shootout. Brad Marchand whiffs on the puck in the shootout. They win that one 6-5. Boston, top team in the Atlantic Division. St. Louis leading the Pacific, right? Or I mean, just they, they go to St. Louis and they get the job done. Excuse me, St. Louis in the Central, not the Pacific. Um, 
They're a 70-point team right now, the St. Louis Blues. The Flyers go into St. Louis, and somehow they come out with a win in that game. You're talking about high-end teams. Now they come home, they cough one up against Montreal. Alex Lyon played in that game. Team didn't play well, but they bounce back against Los Angeles. Okay, Los Angeles stinks. But then you get Pittsburgh at home. You beat them 3-0. You hold them to 19 shots. Then you come back after the break in Pittsburgh. You're down 3-1. to one. You come back, you tie it at 3, you get to overtime, you lose it on a Sidney Crosby overtime goal. You get 3 out of a possible 4 points against the Penguins. And then tonight, against Colorado, another really good team. And you're talking about a team in Colorado, second spot in the Central, 62 points, a good road team, 14 road wins coming into that game tonight, and you get a win there. When you talk about the best teams in the league, Washington, Tampa, Boston, St. Louis, Pittsburgh twice in Colorado – and you come away with as many points as the Flyers have, they can play with anybody, but they have to do it consistently. Now, this week coming up, like I said, they'll go to Detroit on Monday. Detroit is horrific. You cannot cough one up in the Motor City. You got to go in there and beat the brakes off the Detroit Red Wings. Um, I imagine that'll be Brian Elliott on Monday, and then you'll get Brian Elliott again on Thursday when they take on the Devils. Now, the Devils suck, too. Uh, the Devils are horrific. They, they just lack talent. They've got 45 points. They're the second worst team in the in the Eastern Conference. You got to beat the snot out of them, especially at home. And it gets tough again. Then you get Washington on the road on Saturday. Then Monday against Florida at home. Then you have a three-game road trip where you take on the Islanders, the Panthers, and Tampa Bay. And then you have a home and home with the Columbus Blue Jackets. This is a tough stretch of games once you get past this week. Washington, Florida twice, Islanders, Tampa, and Columbus. This is a tough spot, and a lot will be determined here. The Flyers have had tremendous success against the top teams in the NHL. They're going to need to continue that through that stretch. Although this week and the next two games don't look too daunting, the schedule overall still is, and things are going to remain tight here in the Eastern Conference playoff picture as they're in right now as wild card number two. Everybody, and thank you so much for listening to Flyers Daily once again. Bring you another episode tomorrow because it's called Daily. Enjoy your hockey, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on Flyers Daily. Thanks for listening. Don't try me.